So we have now one hour of sitting meditation together. And, and uh, just wait a few minutes for people who come a bit late. So as we, as we said yesterday evening, you know, we are creating this container together and, you know, we support each other in uh, the practice and on one hand, you know, we are in this all together, on the other hand, everybody is by themselves, you know, with their own patterns, basically, what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your body, nobody can, you know, do that for you or take that away from you. You are on your own with it. But at the same time, you know, you know there's about 85 other people who go through their own stuff on their own and that can be really supportive to know that. That you are on your own but you are not on your own in, in some way. And we have so much in common. And, you know, what, what Vipassana or inside meditation is all about is, you know, to kind of through investigation to become aware of what we share in common, the laws of nature, you know, which are working through our bodies and minds in every moment. And uh, we pass on our inside meditation, this is a specifically designed method, you know, to bring this commonality to the forefront. And the first, you know, commonality which we all pretty quickly can see is impermanence. You know, very quickly we become aware that things have a beginning, a middle and an end. But knowing that intellectually is not enough in order to be liberating. We have to really integrate it through, consciously experience it over and over again. And uh, the meditation practice is there for that, you know. Number one, to steal the mind and sharpen the mind so it can see. And number two is to integrate the seeing so it becomes an intuitive knowing and it really informs the way how you meet the world and how you meet yourself. And then if that is completely kind of, that work is completely done, enlightenment would be you know, the result of that. This complete and deep understanding, and through that, you know, being liberated from those misunderstandings about the way things are, into the freedom of the natural processes, into the true nature of ourselves. And, you know, our body is the perfect uh, gate into seeing natural processes and I wanted you know to give us a meditation that are guiding us into seeing you know how the body is consisting of the four elements and you know we can look 
at you know at what we call me or mine or myself in many different ways and looking at it in that way is is just one way but that way drives really very clearly back home to us you know that we are on in one level we are just consisting of earth water fire and air that's all, you know, the body is, is consisting of those four elements and you can find them everywhere around yourself. Inside of this building and outside of this building and the building itself, everything, you know, is consisting in some way or another a combination of the four elements. And, you know, to really kind of bring that back into experience can be very liberating. And also and it makes us more respectful how we treat those elements and what we you know what we do with them. Because nowadays we have, you know, been uh, managing to mix all of those elements up in a way which is very harmful, you know, to many living beings. Because we do not understand, you know, that we are part of this huge process and we can't do anything to it without being impacted ourselves and without impacting many other living beings. And this, this way of you know, looking at our experience can help us to have more kind of reverence and have more respect for nature and understanding you know, that we can't just uh, do what we momentarily like. We have to see things in a much bigger context and we have to realize ourselves to be part of a much greater project than just me. What Thich Nhat Hanh so beautifully calls interbeing. We all inter are with everything else. So, you know, find a comfortable posture you can sustain for about 50 minutes. And the most important feature of the posture is that you have a straight back. No matter if you're sitting on the chair or on the floor, you have a straight back so that the air can flow in and out unhinderedly and also that there's a sense of alertness and of just, you know, taking your space. Not just kind of sitting, launching there in some way or another, but really sitting up and being here and being interested and expressing that interest in the way you sit. And, you know, if you feel a bit drowsy, maybe from the food, intaking the food, just maybe have your eyes half open or open. That can also help, you know, to be more alert. We don't have to close our eyes in order to meditate. It's not about withdrawing away, you know, from what's happening to, to somewhere else where there is nothing happening or whether it's... It's about connecting with what's going on here right now. It's not about changing it, but fully being with it. And through that fully being with it, it starts to reveal itself. It starts to open up like a, a flower, you could say, but just attending. And then, you know, slowly but surely, the understanding deepens. And then, you know, those words about the four elements, they're not anymore just words in the mind, but they become something we, we can relate to it.
because we have experienced it. So sitting, you know, and just letting the body breathe as it does. The breathing itself is just a very good example of, you know, nature just doing its thing. We don't have to think about breathing. And then, you know, becoming aware of the body, of the weight of the body on the cushion, on the chair. And that, um, you know, this kind of feeling of solidity, this feeling of structure, that what the body is, you know, the bones, the teeth, the nails, that's a very good way to connect with what earth element is. The hardness. And the function of earth element is to support. For example, in the walking meditation, you can connect with that. You walk on the earth and the earth supports you. And you can feel that, how the foot soles are touching the ground. That's, that's just like an intuitive experience of what support is all about. But if we don't turn our awareness towards it, it, it just escapes us. Because it's so, we are so used to it, we don't notice it. And now we can feel it in our bones as we sit, you know, the whole body is upright because we have a spine, we have a rib cage, we have the big skull bone. Without those bones we wouldn't sit here. And to just become aware of that, that's earth element. And we can just start by, you know, becoming aware of the, on the top of the head, just become aware of the skull bone. doesn't require anything special, just become aware, just hearing the word skull bone, I think you can you get an intuitive feeling of it. The neck, the beginning of the spine. Then one shoulder, and shoulder bone in there. upper arm. Try to feel the bone in the arm, lower arm. And hand, little bones, a lot of little bones. And then the other shoulder. Upper arm. lower arm, 
and little bones in the other hand. Feeling the support, how it holds up the body. And then we feel the, the rib cage and the spine in the torso. Then the pelvis, the big bone also. Then one leg, upper leg, there's a very big bone there, the thigh bone. Lower leg. And foot, lots of little bones again. And then the other thigh bone. Lower leg. And the other foot with lots of little bones in the toes. In the heel. And then just flashing and you know, the perception of the whole skeleton sitting here. Earth element. Supporting the body. A miracle, really, you know, when a baby is born, it just grows. And it, you know, is changed all seven years. All of the elements which make up the body are replaced within seven years. It's amazing. It's a very vast intelligence which is working through this process. It's the same for all of us, not only us human beings, but many other animals and reptiles, fish, birds, trees, they are made from earth element, mountains, it's all the same laws. Just letting that sink in. It's a different way of, of digesting information. Doesn't need to be through the thinking mind. It's more direct. So feeling the gravity, feeling the structure, feeling the earth element, the support.
you know, whenever you notice the mind wanders off in thinking about something, just just bring it back to being aware of the gravity, the solidity, the weight. It's all different, you know, lenses on earth element. And seeing clearly, you know, earth element inside, quote unquote myself, and outside, quote unquote myself, is exactly the same, there's no difference. And what we do to the earth element outside of ourselves, at one point, is going to end up inside ourselves. There's nowhere around that. And that, you know, boundary, our skin, which we consider to be the boundary of ourselves, is a very arbitrary perception, which doesn't have ultimately no, not much meaning, really. Then we can look at the water element, which we can, you know, become aware in the, for example, the wetness in your mouth, the wetness of the eyes. Maybe you have a bit of a sweaty palms, you can feel it there. Or the blood, which is going through our body the flesh which is, you know, permeated by blood. So the water element and the, the liquidity, fluidity and, and cohesion it provides. Without water element, earth element wouldn't hold together. So they are working together, those two. And the function of the water element is to bind the function of earth element was to support. Function of water element is to bind, to hold together. And we can become aware of it by Noticing the wetness in our mouth.
and also connecting with the with the flesh which is around the bones the flesh is like soft and fluid it's and it's completely permeated by water element And so we can again start start with one of foot and just being aware of the flesh. And how it's permeated by liquid. Then the lower leg. Upper leg. Then the other foot, lower leg, upper leg, pelvis, the hip area. Torso, at the moment there's a lot of digesting going on, then one shoulder, upper arm, lower arm and hand and being aware of the flesh and then the other hand lower arm upper arm shoulder Neck, and then the face, the head. Being aware of the liquid, how it permeates the whole body. And that we are consisting of, I'm not quite sure right now, over 80% water. And if we don't, you know, drink water for a few days, we can't exist. We'll die. There's a constant exchange happening with the environment. If we don't take in food, earth element for, I think a month or two is possible and we still can exist somehow, but without water, we can't go for long. And the water element inside and outside is the same. 
There's no difference. And we can hear in the news and the water is the it's gonna be the new gold because we have managed to pollute a lot of the water which is available on the planet. And then it goes into the systems of the beings on this planet also. This constant interchange, interbeing. This one vast being. And we're all part of that. So sitting and being aware of fluidity. So you know, through doing this kind of an exercise, we can sensitize ourselves to a different kind of wisdom, which doesn't come you know, from learning something from a book or kind of thinking about something. It's, it's just really experiencing it and evolving you know, in our understanding of what we are and how we are and where we are. And then hopefully, you know, acting differently because of that fine-tuning is as a kind of a reality check. And living, living behind some old perceptions, like a you know a snake shedding her skin, and being a bit more in alignment with what's happening right now. And it's the same for all of us.
So then the next element would be the fire element. Can easily, you know, connect with that the heat temperature of the body. Where the body meets maybe where the body, you know, the skin meets the air around us. We can there we can feel it. Today it's quite warm, it's maybe not so easy to actually feel it. But maybe the palms of your hand will feel maybe hot. Then under your um how that is called? Um, under your arms, in, in your armpits, it's hot probably. Maybe in your mouth you can feel heat. So that's heat and temperature. And the function of heat is to mature. And we can notice that, for example, the older we get, the skin gets a bit more dry and gets wrinkled. That's through that process. And when we eat food, you know, we put it in the stomach and then it's starting to kind of heat up. And it's got, it breaks down and then it's, it's called, uh, we, we call it maybe when we do that at home in the kitchen, we call that cooking. But what we are doing is we are maturing what's in the pot and then it starts to kind of fall apart and becomes digestible. And through that we can then integrate it into the body and build the body. And the heat is that uh, process which makes that possible. And originally, you know, all of the heat comes from the sun in some way or another, either directly, you know, by going out in the sun and feeling the heat or eating things which have been growing in the sun. It's, it's a way of, you know, eating a carrot is a way of eating energy which comes from the sun captured in this way. And then also, of course, you know, fossil fuels, that's sun energy from you know trees which have been disintegrating like a few million years ago, and they are now you know have changed their shape into oil, and that's a way how sun energy can be captured and then on demand made available. So that's all. It's heat. And we need, you know, we need a certain amount of temperature, otherwise we can't really live for too long. And right now we are, you know, in an age where we have to make a shift from an old technology in order to produce you know, heat for our homes and produce energy in order to provide transport. 
we have to make a shift to a different way. We can't anymore use, you know, trees which have been transformed into fossil fuel. We have to use, you know, sun energy more kind of directly or wind energy, not go through oil, which is not any more sustainable. We have to make an effort to have a more direct approach. And that's you know, one of the main challenges for us human beings right now. Because we need that energy. Because our bodies need a constant input in order to be able to sustain themselves. So there's vast, you know, vast supply of warmth, of heat, of energy coming from the sun. A vast, vast amounts. It's the problem is only how to kind of translate it into the many things we need in order to sustain ourselves. We're connecting with the heat. We can do that by, you know, becoming aware of the skin, the warmth of the skin on the top of our head. And just the whole head. Maybe the heat in your mouth. the heat under your eyelids. The skin of the neck. The shoulders. And both arms. Feel the heat under your arms. And the heat in the and the torso, the heat in the stomach, digesting the food. And just radiating out through the whole torso. 
it's like a fire burning and supplying the whole body with heat. And the hip area. And the upper legs. Lower legs. And the feet. It's connecting with the heat, temperature. Which actually all comes from the sun in some way or another. There's nothing personal about that temperature. And then the last of the four elements is the air element. And the air element is, is about movement, mobility, and vibration. And, and the function of it is to move. And we can feel it, you know, either when we walk outside when the wind blows on our, over our skin, or when we, you know, walk briskly, when just the air moves by, or we can also very easily connect with it through the process of breathing. And if we don't breathe for a very short time, we cannot live. There's a constant exchange happening. And you know what the trees are breathing out, we are breathing in. And 
what we are breathing out, the trees are breathing in. So we are in the constant exchange with the trees. Which is another, you know, miracle really and easily overlooked. A very profound relationship we have with the trees. It's a very sobering, you know, to kind of bring that to mind when we, you know, when we're in the presence of trees, that that's what's happening. And this, uh, the layer of, of breathable air around this planet on which we live is very, very thin. And we are totally dependent on it. And we need to cooperate with the trees to keep it balanced. The trees are extremely patient with us. you know, waiting for us to understand. A bit more fully what's going on. And taking time to consider that. And that's what you know, we pass on our inside meditation is all about is to kind of become more familiar with the way things are and you know shed layer upon layer of ignorance and becoming more acquainted, you know, with truth. Not by thinking about it, 
but by really opening ourselves and, you know, kind of integrating it through the meditation practice. Thinking is, is a good way you know, to start, to kind of look in the right direction, but then it has to go deeper than that. Because otherwise the changes which are needed, you know, to really act differently and, and become a different participant, you know, in this uh, world, intellectual understanding is just the beginning. It's just like the peak you know, of the iceberg which sticks out over the ocean. But then underneath there's much more than that. air element, fire element, water element, and earth element, inside and outside myself, they are just the same. It's a shift of identity from you know, from a kind of separate little me to becoming part of a of a very big pro process.
And we are all together in this process. You know, through doing these exercises, for example, this element meditation, we you know, we are supporting, you know, consciousness collectively also to make that shift into familiarizing itself more correctly, you know, with the way things really are. And it looks like that you know, our survival depends on that as a race and the survival of many other beings and species of this planet. So, you know, it has a profound implications, this inside meditation. It's not just like about our personal lives and having a little bit more this or that. But it's, it's, it has a huge implications actually. that can really help, you know, to give us more kind of impetus, motivators to be with the discomfort of sitting maybe sometimes, or the restlessness, the fear, the boredom, the anger, You know, and to go into the depths, what's underneath that, you know, which we all share in common. Mm. 
with the people here in this room and all other beings. It's like tuning the instrument of the body so it can resonate more fully you know, with the truth of the way things are. And the Buddha was aware of this, you know, over 2,600 years ago. And it has never been, you know, more timely than right now to really, you know, use these guidelines which are freely available for those, you know, who care to take the time. So now is time for walking meditation and also it's the first interviews which we are now holding and it's written outside, you know, where they are. Where they are. And also yoga session number two is happening as well. And then we meet again for a silent meditation at 4 p.m. here. 
Oh, yeah. And, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have, uh, in this hour now, we have two half-hour interview groups, each is like five to six people. And please, we would like to encourage you that the second group is already waiting. So when the first group comes out, there's not a long gap because we, we don't have much time. Is that kind of understandable what I said? So, you know, if you are at the second interview group at 3.30, please, you know, wait already outside the door when the first group comes out. Instead of going then to the bathroom and coming like 10 minutes later, you're just ready to, ready to come in. Yeah? Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.